The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 93 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the classic radio theater featuring programming from the golden age of radio. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss an episode. This time, we'll hear two half-hour comedy quiz episodes of You Bet Your Life starring Groucho Marx. Stick around. We'll be right back. Created by John Goodell, You Bet Your Life was one of the best-loved quiz shows to air both on radio and television. It was hosted by Groucho Marx of the Marx Brothers, with announcer and assistant George Fenneman. It debuted on radio in 1947 and lasted until 1960. For much of this time, it was also seen on television. Contestant teams usually consisted of one male and one female, mostly selected from the studio audience. Groucho would engage in humorous conversations with the contestants, and if they said the secret word, a common word revealed to the audience at the outset of each episode, a toy duck resembling Groucho with eyeglasses and a mustache descended from the ceiling to bring a $100 prize. After the conversations, the actual game began. Contestants were allowed to choose from a list of 20 available categories and try to answer a series of questions within the category to win additional money. At the end of the show, the contestants would play for a jackpot question, risking half of their previous earnings in the hope of winning the jackpot. Time now for the first of two comedy quiz episodes of You Bet Your Life starring Groucho Marx. On this episode, the secret word is people. Here's You Bet Your Life from April 21st, 1954. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is people. P-E-O-P-L-E. Really? You bet your life! It's Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers. The dealers who have on display the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission and the all-new Plymouth, your best buy in the low-priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only... That's me. again with a thousand dollars for one of our couples we have some young single people for you tonight Groucho. for me well uh, for you to talk to oh. uh miss virginia harbin and mr chuck wallace so folks would you come in please and meet Groucho marx well welcome youngsters for the desoto plymouth dealer say the secret word and you'll divide a hundred dollars it's a common word 
Something you see every day, I presume. Virginia Harbin, that's you, huh? That's right. Are you uh, married? No, I'm not, Groucho. Are you engaged? No, I'm not. Are you over 21? Yes, I am. Chuck Wallace? That's correct, sir. Oh, how old are you, Chucky boy? I'm 31, Groucho. 31? Well, say, you're a pretty young-looking kid for 31. How tall are you, Chuck? Five foot six. Uh That must be why they call you Chuck, eh? Because you're short for Charles? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, Virginia, let's get back to you. What what sort of work do you do? I'm an employment interviewer at the Bureau of Occupations at UCLA. Oh. what What do you do at this place? I try to find work for college students. Uh-huh. We try to match the employer's requests with the uh, student's request as to the type of jobs that they're particularly interested in doing. That doesn't seem uh, plausible. <laughs> I does. never heard of a college student that was interested in work. <laughs> <laughs> How about salary? I should imagine college students are pretty practical. What do they want to start with? 50000 a year and free parking? No, I, I don't think so, Groucho. I think that they're really more interested in the job and the opportunities that the job has to offer more so than uh, than the salary. Is that so? In other words, you don't think they're interested in money? And you expect an employer to hire a netwit like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that they, they really are interested in the money, but I think, too, that they're interested in the opportunities that the to job meet the has to offer. the uh, yes. and the other people who work in the office, the I male so. ones, I mean. I think so. Where do you work, Chuck? I work at the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh, you work in Vegas, huh? That's right, No wonder you're short. (laughs) (laughs) I go up there occasionally. I've stayed at the Flamingo, and last time I was there, I stayed at the Desert Inn. They have a golf course there. What is your job at the Flamingo? Are you the little fellow under the roulette wheel that makes it stop on the wrong number? (laughs) No, I'm the masseur there. Masseur? Oh, you're a Frenchman. Well, uh, good evening, monsieur. Sure. What do you do in this place, uh, monsieur? Well, I give the steam bath, the rubs, and the oxygen there. You give the oxygen? Is this after they play or before? (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you always been a masseur up there? No, I was a lifeguard before that, Gotcha. That's kind of a strange job in Vegas, isn't it? When a man jumps in the pool up there, the last thing he wants to be is saved. Is it pretty is it uh, pretty hard work, Chuck? No, it's uh, fun. The lifeguard? That's right. In fact... Uh, you dive after pennies like they do in Hawaii? Well, in a way, yes. There was a rumor going around the hotel that... There uh, were a number of them when I were there. <laughs> they finally threw me out of the hotel. Well, anyway, there. this rumor was that... Uh, if anyone would throw a silver dollar into the pool before they'd uh, go into the tables, well, they'd have good luck that night. And, uh... How does a rumor like that ever get started? I started it. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. Finally found somebody who was crookeder than I was. <laughs> well, Vegas is certainly a fabulous place. Are there any more little traditions like that one about throwing the coins in the water? Well, there's a, uh, a rumor going around the Flamingo now that, uh... If you come down to the health club and get a rub, you give the boy a silver dollar to rub your arm, you'll have a... That's you, huh? Well, that's right. <laughs> well, Mr. Wallace, I hope you won't be offended by this, but my guess is you're about as straightforward and honest as a Las Vegas slot machine. <laughs> well, you make an interesting and attractive couple, and I'd like to go on talking to you, but now it's time to play You Bet Your Life. You st- we start you off with a $100 bankroll. This is right up your alley, isn't it, mm-hmm. huh? 
which you try to build as high as possible. Each time you miss a question, you lose half of what you have. You can quit whenever you like. Is that clear? Yeah. Okay, let's see how much money you can make. You selected music. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Fifty. Fifty. Fifty, Fifty you answer. Okay, uh, $50. What musical instrument does Vladimir Horowitz play? Talk it over, your partners. And if you don't know, get. Do you have any idea? No. Take a guess. Violin? No, you're close. It's a piano. That's <laughs> 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 well, pretty close. They're next to each other in the office. <laughs> well, you lost half your bankroll. You still have $50. Now, what do you want to try? 60, 80, 10? Okay, whatever you're saying. $40. $40. A few years ago, a famous clarinetist had such men in his band as Gene Krupa, Harry James, and Lionel Hampton. He was known as the King of Swing. Who is he? Artie Goodman. Get together. One answer. Benny Goodman. Artie Shaw. Artie Shaw. I guess you're right. Go ahead. I think it was Benny Goodman. Oh, you just nose under the wire. That's right. $90. Chucky, maybe you better let her answer. Yeah, I, uh, I think you're right there, guys. This girl goes to UCLA. Now you have $90. Now what do you want to try? Should we try the $70? $70? $70? The orchestra will play a familiar song. You tell me the name of it. Play, Mr. Meekin. Me and my shadow. Me and my shadow is right. You've now climbed to $160. Shall we try the 90? The 90 is right off the boat. We just got it in today. Good. <laughs> Good, try the 90? 90. 90. The orchestra will play a song by Cole Porter. You identify it. Jack? Just one of those things. Just one of those things. Just one of those things. That's right. Once again? Just one of those things. That makes three of those things. That's right. <laughs> George, it's time for a commercial. Not just any commercial, but the one about that beautiful, tremendous new DeSoto Coronado. So say something. Well, I don't have to, Groucho, because this car speaks for itself. It's a real honey. Sleek, glamorous, and new. The DeSoto Coronado is a 170-horsepower beauty with a Sierra beige top and a Cadiz blue body that's just the greatest. And the Coronado's got a new chrome and stainless steel setup that makes it look even longer and lower, if that's possible. Yes, this Coronado is a real work of art. And to prove it, we've put the name on the rear fender in shiny chrome. Up front is the famous Fire Dome name, proof that the Coronado offers the same unbeatable performance as all the other DeSoto automatics. Inside, this car is like nothing you've ever seen. It's so beautiful. The cream seat bolsters are the finest top-grain leathers, a perfect blend with the pale blue of the weave-pattern corded nylon upholstery. George, that car is so lovely. I wonder if it's doing anything after the show. Well, Groucho, I hope it has a date. A date with a lot of those nice people out there. A date at their DeSoto Plymouth dealer showroom to see for themselves that the beautiful DeSoto Coronado is another proof that DeSoto puts you ahead automatically. Remember the dealer who sells the stunning DeSoto Automatic also sells the high-style Plymouth. George, let's have the next couple. Who are they? We have some people with interesting stories, Groucho. 
Mrs. Tommy Lewis and Mr. Peter George Stathis. Would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mr. Peter George Stathis and Mrs. Tommy Lewis. Mrs. Lewis, you're a woman. I'll start with you. What's your first name? Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Is that a man's name? Nothing spelled with I-E. Really? I didn't know that. Next time I see somebody with an I-E, I'll make sure and tip my hat. <laughs> Where are you from, Tommy? Huh? <laughs> I'm originally from Pasco, Washington. Where? Pasco, Washington. Pasco, Washington? That's in the apple country, isn't it? Near there, yes. Uh-huh. I was up there once, but they threw me out. They figured one bad apple could wreck the entire industry. <laughs> are you married, Tommy? Yes, I'm married. Where did you meet your husband? I met my husband, Douglas Aircraft. Douglas Aircraft? That's right. What were you doing there? I was a riveter, and he was a tool crib attendant. You were Rosie the Riveter. No, I was Tommy the Riveter. <laughs> Rosie is I.E., isn't it? Yes. That's right. <laughs> we're back to the I.E. again. What was he doing in the tool crib? Was he just a baby at the time? Or? No, he was the attendant. He uh, gave out the motors and guns and, and the uh, equipment to work with. The, the employees had to go to the tool crib and get the equipment to work with. Well, we seldom have an opportunity to explore romance in the riveting section. <laughs> and I always like to do research on any subject. Uh, how did your husband break the ice the first time he saw you? He didn't. I did. Yeah. He rushed, I rushed up to the tool crib and asked him if he had a high-speed motor with a loose chuck. <laughs> he said he had the motor. You're lucky he didn't call a policeman. Eh? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what is a high-speed motor with a loose chuck? Well, a high-speed motor is a 1,500 uh, RPM motor. And That's uh, revolutions per minute, huh? Yes. And it, uh, That's what uh, they're having in Puerto Rico, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, a loose chuck is one you can spin down to fit the, the, the um, drill with your fingers instead of taking your chuck and keep the key and keep turning it like this by hand and oh. makes your arm tired. So I wanted a high-speed motor with a loose chuck. And, uh, well, is that how they make chuck steak? Do they shoot at it with a gun? No, I think that's a different subject. That ends with I.E. too, you know. Oh? Right? Chucky. Yeah. I thought we were, we were past that deal now. We may never get past that. Oh. <laughs> Your name is Peter George Stathis? Yes, Gracho. Well, you're a very cute-looking uh, George Stathis. Well, thank you. I didn't mean to uh, ignore you for such a long... I was of... wondering... <laughs> I wasn't really ignoring you I was merely occupied with a ricochet romance <laughs> Can you sing that song, uh, Tommy? No, but I don't sing They play on the black notes and play on the white notes But I always sing in the cracks Well, I have no answer for that no. <laughs> what, what sort of work do you do, Peter? I'm a restaurateur A uh, restaurateur, huh? Yes, sir Really? I've been arrested many a time. Do you have frog's legs? Yes, sir. Let's see them, huh? Uh, that would be. Let's have <laughs> well, Pete, you look like you're a pretty good advertisement for your place. What are your measurements, by the way? Well, I measure five, in, uh, five feet five inches, and I weigh 210 pounds. Is that strip for Jim? Yes, sir. Well, you're a fine figure of a man, Pete. I do. And my advice is to stay out of dark alleys. You'd certainly be an easy man to roll. <laughs> Where are you from, Peter? Originally, I mean. I was born in Greece. 
in the island of Kithira. Kithira. How is it so many Greeks are good restaurant operators? Is this just a coincidence? Is because well, they happen to be experts on Greece? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, Gracho is like this. That's an old joke, uh, you know. Every Greek boy is born with a spattle and a spoon on his hand. A spottle? What kind? A whiskey spottle? No. <laughs> it's the one that you stir a stew or a soup or oh. anything that you want to make in a deep casserole. Well, let's talk about your place, Pete. Uh, where is it? Well, uh, my place is located at 701 East Ocean Boulevard in Long Beach. Oh. The Seafood Grotto. And if you really want to enjoy the finest seafood, you better come down or call Long Beach is 76748. <laughs> And you'll have the finest seafood you ever had any place. Well, I'll, I'll give you a ring. Suppose a halibut uh, answers. Do I hang up? <laughs> How do you feel about uh, seafood, Tommy? I don't like it. Fish tastes too much like fish. Fine partner I have. <laughs> <laughs> Why I choose you. Well, my advice is, after that, don't eat at Pete's place, huh? You're liable to get a Mickey in your mackerel. <laughs> Well, you're a very entertaining couple, and it's been real nice talking to you two. And now let's play You Bet Your Life. In the race for the $1,000, the first couple won $250, and the secret word is people. Now let's see how much money you can make. You selected sports. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. What do you want to start with? Let's start $50. $50. That's a nice compromise. What do you call the last runner on a relay team? Talk That's it over. the anchor man. Yeah, you're right. It's the anchor man. But in the future, give me one anchor. She may have a different version. Wonderful. Of this beat, and you, you're a pretty uh, smart cookie there, huh? You now have $150. Now, uh, what question do you want, uh, Pete? Let me have it. Well, you can have an 80, a 10, 100, 30, anything. 60. Let's advance it 10 more. Okay. That all right with you, Tom? Is that all right, Tommy? What do you call the area a football player aims for when he tries to kick the ball out of bounds near the goal line? One answer now. Oh, no. That's a coffin corner. That is right. It's a coffin corner. Your bankroll is now $210. Now you can quit or you can go ahead. Let's take a chance. What do you want? What question? Uh, $70. $70. What do you call the basic rules and provisions of modern boxing? The rules of... Uh, uh, Logsbury rules is something of that type. The Queensberry rules. That's right, the Queensberry <laughs> The markers of Queensberry rules. Well, you were That's flighty right. whether we had to give it to you. And you now have $280. Are you a gambler? Well, let's gamble on it. Okay. Big one or a little one? 80. Let's have $80. $80. How many players on an ice hockey team? On an ice hockey team? Five. No. Six. 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 Oh, we missed Too bad. Well, you've lost half your bankroll. You wind up with $140. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Sorry you didn't win. Thank you. Who's next, George? Well, Roger, we have a housewife and a married man for you. They volunteered just before we went on the air. Mrs. Capitola Fredrickson and Mr. John Blake, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. You're John Blake, eh? It's spelled yes, J-O-N. 
Why is that? Did somebody knock the H out of you? Uh, no, Groucho. It's just a contraction of the early English Jonathan. Oh, I see. Uh, where are you from, uh, Jonathan? The Washington Heights uh, section of New York City. Oh, really? I used to live up there in mm -hmm. Washington. 165th Street in uh, Amsterdam, maybe, around there. Mm -hmm. How old are you? It was about 100 years ago. I'm 27, Groucho. 27. Uh, mm -hmm. well, you're a fine-looking lad. Mrs. Uh, Capitola Fredrickson, eh? Fredrickson? Fredrickson. That's you. Uh, where are you from? Uh... Well, I was born on an Indian reservation in Red Lake, Minnesota. Oh, really? Yes, I was. You're not wearing your feathers tonight, huh? <laughs> what tribe are you from? I'm from the Chippewa tribe. Chippewa? Yes. Is that your Indian name, Capitola? No, that isn't an Indian name, Groucho. My That's Indian me. name is Celine Janat Ozawandib Dabasanakudo Kinyu. I don't know, but I'd be willing to try. <laughs> well, what does your name mean in English? You fish on your side, I fish on my side, nobody fish in the middle? <laughs> no, it means a girl with the dark brown hair flowing outwards under low clouds with a little eagle. That's not easy either. <laughs> what sort of work does your husband do, Capitola? Oh, he works in the post office, Groucho. Oh, does he ever play post office with you? Uh... Well, sometimes. <laughs> what does he do in the post office? Well, he calls himself a post office, I mean a... Um, Postmaster? No, post office mortician. Because <laughs> he works Why? in... Well, he works in the dead letter department. <laughs> That's his little joke, huh? Yes. While he's clowning around the post office... The mail-order electric belt I sent for to give me the strength of Hercules is rotting in the basement. <laughs> Come to cut out those jokes. Where did you meet your husband? Well, he came up to Minnesota on a duck hunting trip one time, and he lost his hunting license. So he... And you were a decoy? No. <laughs> well, I was in an Indian pageant at that time, so he spent his evenings watching this pageant and flirting with me and saying fancy things. And, like what? Oh, how you doing, kid? What you doing tonight? How about a date? And he didn't think I could understand English because I was in Indian costume all the time. When did he finally find out you understood every word he said? When he asked me to marry him, I fooled him, and I said yes. <laughs> That's one question a woman can understand in 68 different languages. <laughs> By the way, have you taught your husband how to speak Chippewa? Well, um, a short time after we were married, I told him, Honey, I'll bet I can make you talk Indian. Talk in two minutes. And right after that, he declared war on me. Uh, <laughs> he said, How? I said, See, I made you talk Indian already. <laughs> you certainly have a variety of little jokes in your family. <laughs> You know, I was up in Montana last summer, Blackfeet uh, Reservation up there. I was up there. They were shooting a Western picture, some friends of mine. I went up to watch them. Had this big museum up there, this Indian museum, and I went in. Of course, I had my little girl with me, and we, I was interested, and she was. And we went there. There were, oh, there was a couple of dozen Indians in there looking at this exhibit, this Indian exhibit. They had moccasins there and a canoe and uh, all kinds of blankets and things that they carry, the papooses and... And these Indians were standing there, and they were fascinated by this stuff. Most of them had never seen any of these things. <laughs> I, started, I had been in a Western picture with a lot of Indians in one of our movies, 
And I was explaining to the Indians what all these things were for. Really <laughs> <laughs> incongruity to have me standing there from New York City explaining to the Indians about their own paraphernalia. It's no joke at this, but I thought it was a kind of an interesting piece of Americana. Now, John, occasionally I like to sound people out on their hobbies. Do you have any uh, particular ones that we could discuss? Uh, yes, I do, Groucho, well, but... What do you uh, do? What is it? I paint with salt and pepper. You paint with... Uh, what do you mean you paint with salt? What do you paint, steaks? <laughs> uh, no, Groucho, I paint uh, portraits of uh, pretty girls, landscapes, and so forth. You know, well, this is modern art. You have to take it with a grain of salt. I <laughs> have you sold any of these salt and pepper pictures? Yes, quite a number, Groucho. As a matter of fact, uh, a few of them are in some of the finest bars in Hollywood. <laughs> well, so have I been, but I can't paint. <laughs> well, how much do you get for these? Uh... I ask $500 a picture, Groucho. No, you haven't answered my question, <laughs> Oh, well... Uh... So how much do you get? I asked 500, but I got 30 for my last oh. masterpiece. <clears throat> now we're getting down to basic uh, facts here. Yes. What kind of work do you do, John? I'm a window cleaner, Groucho. A window cleaner? Is that so? Oh, yes. Hey. What kind of windows do you clean? Oh, dirty ones. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. Uh, I'm just surrounded by feeble jokes here tonight. <laughs> Now, I'll bet $5 that I can teach you to talk Indian in less than two minutes, okay? I'll bet you can't. No, you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> you were supposed to say how. Okay, here's your $5. <laughs> You're getting too sharp for the old quiz master. <laughs> well, it's been fun talking to you two, but I'm sure you'd rather win some money. So let's play your bet your life. In the race for the $1,000... Our first couple, Chuck Wallace and his partner, are still leading with $250. Let's see how much money you can make. You selected movie quiz. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. What do you want to start with and one answer between? 70. Okay. 70? Uh -huh. What is Henry King's job in the making of a movie? Uh, he's a director. That's right. He's a director. Your bankroll now contains one hundred seventy dollars. Want to quit? You want to go ahead? I want to go ahead. Okay. I do too. Sure. Right. What do you well, want to try? Let's play eighty. 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 Yes, fine. All right. Who won the Academy Award for her portrayal of the title role in Kitty Foyle? Ginger Rogers. Yes. Ginger Rogers is right. <laughs> you now have two hundred fifty dollars. We'll try the ninety. Ninety. Have you consulted this yes. with the? Oh, yes. Yes. John over here. Virginia Mayo's husband is also in pictures. What is his name? Michael O'Shea. Michael O'Shea is right. Your bankroll now contains $340. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. What do you want to go for? Uh, 100. 100. You're betting 100. 100. <clears throat> Who won the Academy Award in 1946 as the best supporting actor in the picture, Best Years of Our Lives? It was his only movie role. Oh, the... Um, amputee. Yes, yes, it was uh, Harold. He's uh, he's the uh, the amputee, the veteran, uh, veterans organization now. The uh, disabled American veterans, uh, Harold uh, Kirby. Was it? No, no. I'm afraid I don't know the last. The name is uh, the name is Harold Russell. You didn't guess the name. I'm sorry. How much do they win? And you wind up with $170. Well, that's not too bad. Thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Sorry you didn't win it. 
And that means, Groucho, that Chuck Wallace and his partner, with $250, in just one minute, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. And here's the winning couple, Groucho, Chuck Wallace and his partner, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. In the year 1215, the Confederated Barons of England forced King John to sign one of the great documents of human liberties, the Magna Carta. For $1,000, where in England was this document signed? This is something you learned in school. Now, talk it over. Unless you can think of something else, I'll say the shadow. What is the answer you two have decided upon? Charter Oak. No, it's Runnymede, Runnymede, England. Mm. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, they lost the big money, but how much did they win the quiz, George? They won $250 in the quiz. Well, congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And on Miss Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission also have on display the remarkable new Plymouth, engineered and built to be your best buy in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth. Two great new cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see the DeSoto Automatic. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Caution, control, and courtesy are the ingredients that add up to traffic safety. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx, with George Fenneman announcing for DeSoto Plymouth, as heard over NBC, April 21st, 1954. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. 
you will receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss an episode. I'll have another comedy quiz episode of You Bet Your Life after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, the secret word is smile. Here's You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx, from April 28th, 1954. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is smile. S-M-I-L-E. <laughs> really? You bet your life. <laughs> It's Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who have on display the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission and the all-new Plymouth, your best buy in the low-priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only... What a grisly name. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. Well, Groucho, we have a young married couple for you tonight. And uh, when you meet them, I think you'll understand why I invited them to the show tonight. They're sort of special guests. So, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Mathias, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx? Well, welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and take home an extra $100. It's a common word, something you always have uh, with you. Mr. and Mrs. Bob Mathias. Well, the stool I'm sitting on is just like 42nd Street and Broadway. Sooner or later, the whole world passes by your door. <laughs> like Port Said. In case there's anybody who doesn't recognize him, this fellow happens to be the greatest all-around athlete of our time. He's the male Babe Dittrickson. <laughs> He's this year's Jim Thorpe. <laughs> if you don't believe me, I'll ask Mrs. Mathias, isn't he? Sure, yes. <laughs> well, that proves it. What's your first name, Mrs. Mathias? Melba. Melba. Obviously, you're the toast of California. <laughs> How long have you been married, Melba? Oh, about eight and a half months, Groucho. Mm -hmm. But you knew all about him when he was doing all that jumping and running, huh? That's right, uh-huh. Well, since you caught him, I'd say you were the greatest athlete of our time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How old are you, Bob? 23, Groucho. 20, you're a pretty big fella, huh? How, how big are you? Well, I'm six foot three, mm -hmm. 205 pounds. And what do you weigh, Melba? Uh, about 118. He's twice as big as you are. <laughs> Does he scare you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was always that way, ever since Samson and Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably planning to get my hair cut any day now. <laughs> How'd you meet Bob? Uh, do you remember the very first time you saw him? Oh, yes, sir. He was on the cover of Life magazine. What did you do? Ask him to get off so you could read it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you actually meet him? Well, it was at Stanford University. Uh, 
I was going around a corner, and he was coming from the opposite direction. And he, we bumped into one another, and he knocked me down, and he said, excuse me, and picked me up and went on. And that's all he did, huh? Mm-hmm. Probably shows more sympathy when he knocks down a high hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> How about Bob's athletic victories? What are some of his achievements, Melba? Do you well, uh, I think two of his greatest was... Uh, Marrying the... you, I think. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, was during the last two Olympics in 48 and 52. He won the decathlon event both years. And uh, in 52, he set a world and Olympic record and amassed the most points for the event. Have you always been athletic, uh, Bob? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, when I was 13, I was anemic. I was tired and, and weak and a 90-pound weakling. You were tired and run down at the age of 13? Yes, sir. Took me 40 years to get in that condition. <laughs> Well, how did you change from this miserable little crawfish <laughs> into this legendary athlete? Well, my father is an MD and surgeon, a doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, he prescribed lots of rest, the proper foods, and gave me iron shots mm-hmm. to build back my uh, blood. Mm-hmm. So what is your ambition, Bob? Are you still continuing your athletic career? Well, I took up golf about five, five months ago. Golf? Say, you really yeah. have a high ambition, huh? <laughs> you want to be president, huh? <laughs> what is your best score at golf? 85. 85. Well, we're about the same there. Is that for 18 holes or nine? 18, I'm, I'm afraid. 18, yes. Yeah. Well, mine is for three holes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for cheating, huh? <laughs> what are your plans for the immediate future, Bob? Are you in training for the next Olympics? Uh, No, I'm not. I'm through with track and field, but right now uh, we're getting ready to make a motion picture called The Bob Mathias Story, a picture about my life. Who's going to play the part of Bob Mathias? I am. Could you use me as the (laughs) 13-year-old? You going to play yourself in the picture? Yes, I am. Well, no one ever plays himself in a Hollywood movie. (laughs) I should think the part would call for a real brawny type like uh, Clifton Webb. Freddie Bartholomew. <laughs> what happens when the picture's over? What are you going to do? After the picture, I go into the United States Marine Corps for two years. Oh. <laughs> well, in that case, my congratulations to the Marine Corps. Huh? They're certainly getting a one-man army. Well, I've certainly enjoyed meeting you two. Thank you. It'd be nice if all the American couples looked like you two. Beautiful girl and a handsome athlete. Thank you very much. Here I am. <laughs> well, let's see how much money you can win. You're going to play your bet your life. We'd start you off with a bankroll of $100. You're both college students, so you ought to be pretty smart. Every time you miss a question, you lose half of whatever your bankroll amounts to at the time. You're entitled to four questions, but you can quit any time you feel you've won more than the other couples. Clear? Right. Mm-hmm. You select a general information quiz. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Seventy. Is that all right with you? Uh, That's fine. What was the name of the celebrated French line of fortifications along the German frontier? Mm-hmm. Maginot line. Maginot line. Was that the Maginot line? Maginot line. You're on your way. Your bankroll is now $170. Now what do you want to try? 60? We'll try 60. 60. What are the what do the following have in common? Kohinoor, Great Mogul, and Hope. Kohinoor, Great Mogul, and Hope. They're all the same. They have different names. 
If you don't know, guess. Comedians. <laughs> well, there is a hope, comedians. <laughs> I don't know any Cohen or though, a great mogul. Well, they're all famous diamonds. Well, oh. you oh, lost yes. uh, half your bankroll, so you still have $85. All right, now what do you want to try? $80. $80. What do you associate with words cumulus, stratus, and cirrus? I believe that's how you pronounce uh, it. Clouds. Clouds is good enough. Don't go any further. <laughs> your bankroll is now $165. Now, what do you want to try? Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. $90. $90. This is the last hurdle. <laughs> Whose picture is on the regular issue of the three-cent stamp? You don't know, guess. Washington or Jefferson? Which one? Say it. Jefferson. Jefferson. That's right, Jefferson. You gave me a heart rate. <laughs> Thanks and good luck. Oh, you sold Plymouth deal. And you wind up with a total of $255. Ooh. Oh, This year, DeSoto is automatic With power flight drive, that's the best Just the turn of a key And you're ready to breeze No clutch and no shifting Just drive as you please DeSoto has beauty that's clean and modern Both inside and out, it's a dream For the finest car yet You should drive, you should get The DeSoto Automatic Yes, drive a new DeSoto Automatic, equipped with PowerFlight, America's finest fully automatic transmission. You'll find driving is easier and far less tiring because DeSoto's fully automatic PowerFlight transmission was designed to carry out your sudden orders quickly, smoothly, quietly. So for a new driving thrill, drive a new DeSoto Automatic with PowerFlight. And if it's power you're looking for, Get behind the wheel of a DeSoto Fire Dome. The mighty Fire Dome 170-horsepower V8 engine gives you all the power you can possibly use at the touch of a toe, ready to perform the instant you call on it. Visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow and treat yourself to the beauty and luxury of a new DeSoto Automatic. Available in two great series, the mighty 170-horsepower Fire Dome 8 and the superb Power Master 6. Remember... DeSoto puts you ahead automatically. All right, George, who's next? We invited some businesswomen to the show tonight, Groucho, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mrs. Lindy Jamel to be your guest. Her partner is a businessman, Mr. C.W. Wiggle. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx? <laughs> Welcome, folks, to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Lindy Gunnell, let's start with you. Uh, where is your home, Lindy? Well, I came from Sigourney, Iowa. Uh, Sigourney, Iowa? Sigourney, Iowa. That's an Indian chieftain's name. What sort of work do you do, uh, Mrs. Gamble? Well, I have a foster freeze. I didn't ask you where you were frozen, Mrs. Gamble. <laughs> I just was interested to know what sort of work you do. Oh, you mean what foster freeze is? Well, yeah. um... We're an ind small independent business, uh -huh. and uh, we have 200 stores in the state of California. A small independent business? Small independent 200 business. Stores? 200 stores in what the state of California. What do you consider a large uh, business? Well, larger than the little store I operate. Treasury department? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, what is the stuff good for? Do you rub it on your chest when you have a cold? Oh, no, it's food. It's the most delicious and healthy food there is. Well, we have chocolate, taste? strawberry, chocolate riffle. Uh -huh. And uh, who, are you, who are you again? Uh, I am C.W. Wiggle. <laughs> That's an odd name. Certainly a new twist, Wiggle. Huh? <laughs> It sounds like an English name, is it? No, it is not, Groucho. It's Swiss origin. Swiss? That's right. Can you yodel? No, I cannot. I ask all Swiss people if they can yodel because <laughs> it's commonly accepted that they can all yodel. Huh? What is your full name, Mr. Wiggle? Uh, C. Wilbert Wiggle. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather see Marilyn Wiggle if I had <laughs> However, go ahead. <laughs> I'd be glad to see uh, uh, Wiggle, uh, Wilbert Wiggle. Wilbert, is it? Uh, That's right. I'm sure you must get kidded about your name, huh? Yes, I do, Groucho. You must hear many wisecracks. What are some of those you hear? Why, when I was a kid in school, the teacher in school called me Wiggle by name and Wiggle by nature, and then as I grew up and put on this weight, why, everybody called me Wee Willie Wiggle. Mm what sort of job do you do, uh, Wiggle, or have? I am district operate, huh? manager for the National Federation of Independent Business. Uh -huh. Now, that's an organization of... Do you ever drop in on, on Linda here? I haven't as yet, but probably I will after the show. <laughs> what we do is call on these businessmen... Are to... you married? You're married. Oh, huh? yes, I'm married. Would you take your wife with you when you went to visit? My her? wife is always with me. She's right up in the audience right now. Would, uh, would she go with you to the Foster Freeze place? Oh, certainly, at all times. Mm. Apparently, she's on to you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Wilbert, I'm, I'm all in favor of the small businessmen. I think they're a very necessary and essential part of our economy. And after the show, we'll all have a Foster Freeze, shall we? Eh? That's right. Followed by a chaser of antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, let's play you bet your life. We'll start you off with a bankroll of $100. You try to build it up by answering four questions. Every time you miss one, you lose half your bankroll. In the race for the $1,500, the first couple won $255, and the secret word is smile. You selected food quiz, and remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Now, which question do you want to start with? I'm going to start with... Better make it a cheap one. Okay, we'll make it 40. 40. Okay, if the meat from a sheep is called mutton, what do you call meat from a calf? Veal. That is right. You now have one hundred forty dollars. Now, uh, what so do you we'll want try to try? The Fifty-one or the thirty-one? Fifty. All right, we'll try the fifty, Groucho. Fifty. What kind of a fruit is a royal Anne? That's a cherry. That is right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a cherry. Your bankroll is now one hundred ninety dollars. Let's try a thirty this time. Okay. Let's try a thirty this time. A thirty? Yes. Okay. What do you call the heart, liver, and gizzard of poultry? Talk it over. Entrails. Entrails? What do you say? I don't know. Well, it's giblets. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. Well, you've, uh, you've lost half your bankroll, so you have $95. You have $95. Now, you can quit or go ahead. No, we'll go on. Okay. What do you want? this one. $100 one, 10 Anything. It'd be hard, let's take the easy one. 20 60. 60. 60. A popular Japanese alcoholic beverage is made from rice. What is it called? 
Saki? That is right. Saki is right. <laughs> Thanks and good luck, Minnesota Plymouth And you wind up with $155. George, who's next? Well, Groucho, we invited some dog show judges to our program tonight. And before we went on the air, our studio audience selected uh, Donya Klein to be on the show. And her partner is a visitor from the Middle West, Mr. Louis Menke. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. Something, it's something, it's a common word. Something you always have with you. I've been saying this for seven years, and I still can't say it. Mrs. Uh, Donya Klein and Mr. Louis Menke, huh? Mrs. Klein, you're a dog show judge? Yes. Well, don't be nervous. I won't bite. <laughs> Louis Menke, huh? Menke. Yes, sir, that's me. Are you, you're a dog judge? No, I'm just a farmer. Oh, farmer. Pig judge, huh? Well, I'm a pretty good judge of pigs, yes. Oh. Well, don't look at me, huh? But I, <laughs> I still have a, a good dog, though. You have? Oh, huh? yeah. We keep one good dog. I'll tell you, Mr. Marks, I say a, a good dog is worth $1,000 on a farm. I'll tell you why. If I'd have a dog down in my cellar and my house would go fire, he'd bark and scratch on the door, he might save my whole family's life. Well, if he didn't come out, he'd be a hot dog. He would be a hot dog. <laughs> he's still going to come out if he's able to. Yes, you're, you're a dog, right. A dog is your best friend. He'll yeah. never go back on you. You That's can spank right. him a dozen times, and when you say, come on, puppy, he'll always... He's got more, he's got more sense than lots of people have. You can say that again. Absolutely. You can say that again, and I hope you don't. Uh, <laughs> I, are you married? Are you... No, sir, I never married. You're, you're not married? I'm not married. Uh, but I'm the happiest, why not? I'm the happiest old bachelor in the state of Iowa. Do you, you enjoy being a bachelor? Do I ever enjoy? If I wasn't an old bachelor, I couldn't be in California tonight. I'd have to be down in Iowa taking maybe dictation from my wife, but I have no wife. <laughs> what do you do? Take dictation from the dog? No, sir, you don't take me either. Well, do, you, do, you, do you have a lot of fun as a I bachelor? Have, I have more fun than any man in the United States. I do for a fact. Well, how is that? Do you well, take I'll all tell your you, corn and distill it? No, I don't even <laughs> drink, Mr. Marks, but I'll tell you what I do. You don't drink? I, I don't drink, cuss, swear, or even run women. But my pleasure... What do you mean, run women? You, <laughs> you don't run women, you run cattle and well, sheep. Well, that's the fellow chasing. That's the fellow chase women, but I don't do that. You don't chase no, women? Sir. Don't they, they have no attraction for you well, at all? Well, I would say just no attraction, but I never hooked up with one. I love them all, but I never hooked up with one. In fact, I never want to be under a woman's thumb. I want to be my own boss. And I'm going to keep it that way. I've done it for 54 years, and I believe I can try a little longer. <laughs> But listen, if I ever do get married, if I ever do get married, I'm going to stick with her for life. I ain't going to do like some of these folks. The first thing you know, when you get married to a half a dozen women, it'll be your kids and my kids is fighting our kids. <laughs> Not over... if, if, if you don't get married soon, you won't have any kids. <laughs> they always say there's one and only Groucho Marx. You're a very good sport. I'm the only right. one and only Louis making the state well, of Iowa. I admire you, Louis. Fine, well, fine we, we'll keep it that way, Groucho. He's got an answer for everything, eh? Doesn't always add up, but it's an answer. <laughs> Don't you? You're a dog show judge. Is that that's right? Well, yes. Uh, I may have a question to ask you later about a certain gay dog that I know. Huh? <laughs> what kind of dogs do you judge? Four-legged or two-legged? Well, uh, I judge the four-legged kind. I judge uh, all of the hounds in the Four-legged hound or two-legged? Eh? Four-legged ones. Mm -hmm. Afghans, beagles, bloodhounds, borzois, whippets, those that are in the hound group, mostly. Well, pretend we're at a dog show, uh, don't you, and you're about to judge a bloodhound. What is the first thing you do? You see if he's anemic? Uh, no. After the dogs come in and parade around the ring and stand for your judgment, 
I look at the teeth, and uh, then I look at the wrinkles in the dog's head and see uh, if it has a dip behind its withers so that its back doesn't I beg roach. Your pa- what was that? <laughs> you see if it has a dip behind its withers? Do you yes. understand this, uh, Louis? It's all Latin to me. <laughs> I don't know much about dogs, no. We have one dog, but he's just a mutt. Just a, just a dog. But does he have a dip behind his withers? Uh... I wouldn't know anything about the dip, no. <laughs> now, yeah. Mrs. Klein, mm-hmm. I, I happen to read a piece in a recent issue of Coronet Magazine called Dogs Are Dumb. Uh, did you read that? Uh... Yes, I certainly did. And do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with it because uh, the man uh, asked the dogs to drop little round balls and square holes and uh, do a lot of uh, kindergarten stuff uh, that dogs are not inclined for, and if uh, the man who wrote this article knew anything about dogs, he wouldn't say that they're dumb, because I'd like to send the man down into a badger hole and see what he could do with a badger. That's what our dachshunds do. And I'd like to see uh, what he could do about retrieving a duck or pointing birds out in the field and, and uh, a few of the things that dogs really can do. most wonderful example of intelligence uh, with dogs are the dogs which are trained for seeing eye. And if anyone can say that dogs are dumb and watch one of those seeing eye dogs work, and, uh, well, I just can't agree with him at all. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, we see it all with you. Well, Louis, uh, tell us about your farm in Iowa. What kind of a farm is it? Well, it's a, it's a stock farm. It's mostly cattle and, and cattle and hogs is the main goal. But we raise uh, corn and beans and oats and a little wheat for the chickens and alfalfa. And is, there, is there money in farming? Well, if there wasn't, I wouldn't be here today. Where would you be? Uh, well, I'd probably be out working every day. You don't living. regard that as work on a well, farm? Well, sure it's work. But I'll tell you why we have a farmer has over most city people. I'll tell you why. If I want to work, if I want to work 24 hours, I can work 24 hours. If you want to punch a clock for eight hours and you miss an hour or so in the morning, you're out. But if I oversleep, I can work an hour over in the evening, I can make it up. If I have a rainy day, I can go to town all day. When it gets good, I can work two days in one. I got it over you. I can put you in the factory, Mr. Marks, and, and you run a machine. Not so loud. My sponsor's lively here. Well, I don't care for your sponsors. I'm, I got the floor now. Well, I do. <laughs> Well, how about a bride, Louis? A bride? Uh, do you have any ideas on uh, what you'd like if well, you get married? Uh? Yes, sir. I, I, I like a little beauty, but beauty's only skin deep, and the other fellow says, for Lord's sake, skinner. But we'll not do that tonight. <laughs> Some people try to live on love. They try that for about six months. They find out that doesn't work. But we have a sign in our little restaurant down home. It says, if your wife can't cook, don't divorce her. Keep her for a pet and eat here. But who wants to keep her for a pet? <laughs> Sort of a crack-a-barrel philosopher, aren't you? <laughs> more, more truth and poetry. Last week, it was a couple had a bunch of kids going to school, and one little kid said, I don't like your daddy. He says, why? He said, because he drinks. He said, how do you know? He said, we had him last year. We'll get them next year. <laughs> your, ju- your guess is good as mine. It's been a delightful experience talking to you two. <laughs> now it's time to play your bet your life. Mm-hmm. We start you off with a bankroll of $100 and you try to increase it. 
In the race for the $1,500, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Mathias are still leading with $255. Let's see how much money you can make. You selected the animal kingdom, and remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? You can start off with anything you want. Well, you were worried about starting too high, so we'll start at about $60. About $60. $60. What kind of an animal is a Clyde, Clydesdale? That's a horse. That's a horse is we're, correct, we're huh? Real, real really teaching you. Well, your bankroll is now $160. Now, what do you want to try? You want to go up or down? Well, it's up to you. Well, I thought you didn't want any women to rule your life. <laughs> age, age, age before beauty. Age before beauty. Take the $50 one. Then. All right, we'll take $50. $50. What is the name of the huge vulture of the South American Andes? It is one of the largest birds that flies. Oh, the vulture in the Andes. Talk it over. It's part of the vulture family. Pelican? No, that's not a vulture. No, it's a condor. C-O-N-D-O-R. Well, you lost half your bankroll. You now have $80. All right, now what do you want to try? You better take uh, 70 or 80. Let's take 70. All right. All right. What is the science of ornithology? Talk it over. Oh, it's birds. Mm -hmm. Science of birds. Study of birds is right. You now have $150. And it's your last chance to beat the other couples. You can quit or you can proceed. Let's take $90. All right. $90. What kind of animals live in warrens? In where? Warrens. W-A-R-R-E-N-S. Uh, those aren't there. Talk right? it over. Wrens that live in the warrens. Wrens? Birds? Mm-hmm. Some word probably not. Wrens. No, you should have oh. known this, Louie. It's rabbits. And you wind up with one half your bankroll, so you have $75. Thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. That means, Groucho, that Mr. and Mrs. Bob Mathias, with $255 in just one minute, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is National Safety Month. Can you see, steer, stop safely? If not, check your car. Check accidents. With the busy driving season here, now is the time to check your car. Be safe by driving a safe car. Last year, over a million people were killed and injured in needless automobile accidents. A good percentage of these accidents would have been avoided if the car owners had taken a small amount of time to have their cars checked. And to make sure your car gets a complete safety checkup, there's no better place to take it than to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. His factory-trained mechanics will go over every part of your car that can affect your safety to make sure they are all in perfect working order. Wheels, brakes, headlights, tires, steering, windshield wipers, glass, horn, muffler, taillights, everything you need for safe driving. You'll be surprised how little time and money it takes to keep you and your family safe on the highways. Remember, to be a safe driver, you must be able to see, steer, stop safely. Check your car. Check accidents. Stop in where you see the sign of better service, the friendly sign of your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here's the winning couple, Groucho. Mr. and Mrs. Bob Mathias, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. 
Here we go for $1,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. In the last presidential election, Adlai Stevenson ran on the Democratic ticket. For $1,500, who was his running mate? Talk it over. You got 15 seconds. What's the answer you two have decided upon? No, all I know is he's from Alabama, a southern state, but that's well, all I know. Well, it's John Sparkman. Oh. <laughs> so that means the big question next week will be worth $2,000. Well, you lost the big money, but how much did they win the quiz, George? Uh, $255 in the well, quiz. congratulations and thanks to both Thank of you, you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night for the Groucho Marx Show. And don't miss Groucho on television. Also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks. And remember, just be sure to see the DeSoto Automatic. <laughs> DeSoto Plymouth Dealers salute the great state of Michigan during Michigan Week. Vacation in Michigan, the water wonderland, this summer. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. That's You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx with George Fenneman announcing for DeSoto Plymouth, as heard over NBC from April 28, 1954. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 94 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break. Next time on episode 94 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll rocket off into space on Dimension X from 1950, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune into our next show and make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>